The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. Thanks a lot for hanging in there with us on another beautiful day in this part of the world. So, Bubba, um, do you need a credit score? I mean, you know, don't you want to have everything paid off and you don't want to ever borrow any money? Isn't that uh, one of your goals in life? And to heck with, uh, I, I don't need a credit score if I'm rich. You want the short answer or the long answer? Well, you know, I mean, we, we got, got an hour to fill here, we right? We got a lot. Yeah, yeah, we talk about a lot here. Yeah. So do you? Do you uh-huh. need a credit score? Do rich people worry about their credit score or should they? So I, I think in many cases, uh, wealthier individuals don't think that they need a credit score mm-hmm. or don't think that it, it really has much bearing on their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it, it does. Yeah. Um, and there are a number of things that, uh, that would indicate to, to certain companies and that sort of thing uh, about your credit score, about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could benefit you in the long run. All right. So, so now, having a higher credit score is a good uh, thing. Is a good thing. All right, so as opposed to no credit score, a lot of people low listening score. to us are not rich, right? So it's pretty obvious why they need a good mm-hmm. credit score, right? You need a good credit score mm-hmm. because you get a better home rate, right? You better get a better car loan rate mm-hmm. or possibility thereof. You get you get credit cards if you you know you don't have to pay the twenty nine point nine nine percent or what? That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But you're saying rich people, anybody. Right. Needs to worry about the number. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the numbers. So let's just talk about numbers in general, right? Mm-hmm. What What are the numbers in your life that, that really make sense or matter, right? Well, I had to go to the doctor yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so two or three, you know, I, I went for my yearly physical a couple of weeks ago that it had been six years since I went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I went, went, went for my yearly six-year physical, and mm-hmm. thankfully everything's checked out. But at my age, the doctor says, it's been a while since you had a colonoscopy. It's been a while since you've been on a treadmill. It's been a while since this this person has seen you and that person has and seen you. And you didn't say, well, I just ran 15 miles on yeah, Saturday. I did. I actually embarrassed yeah. him. I said, how many did you run Saturday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did 30 minutes on an elliptical. Yeah. Well, I did 13 miles, buddy, mm-hmm. but whatever. Uh, so, but, you know, I, I, he's a professional. I didn't go mm-hmm. to med school. I stayed at a couple Holiday Inn Expresses, and right. I tried to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I did go into his office and am paying him mm-hmm. for his advice. So I think I need to listen. Sure. So one of my little follow-up things was yesterday, and I had to go in. And speaking of numbers, how old are you? What's your height? Mm-hmm. What's your weight? What's your blood pressure? Mm-hmm. All those are pretty significant numbers right. in the healthcare world, they right? Are. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, first of all, your physical numbers right. are pretty important. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little uh, sugar issue, yeah. and you probably ought to know what that, that blood sugar level yeah. number is, right? 
identifying numbers mm. are another important one. Okay. So that, and that's where I was kind of going with the conversation. Mm. Had a college professor say one time to us, uh, to his class, he said, "Come, you know, <laughs> he was making fun of a couple of things. He said, come to Mississippi State where you're not just a number. You're three numbers followed by two numbers followed by four numbers. <laughs> <laughs> your social security right, number, right? right? But an identifying number, mm-hmm. right? And whether that be your social security number, mm-hmm. whether it be an employee number, whether it be... A, you know, God forbid, a prison number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. numbers, serial number, serial numbers. Yeah, you right? serve the country. You yeah. got that thing memorized mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So those numbers mm-hmm. are very important, and, and maintaining them, yeah. maintaining the integrity mm-hmm. of them. I mean, you want you know only a few people to know your social security sure. number. Mm-hmm. Right. Phone numbers. Mm-hmm. You know that. that so. Uh, I guess we're getting into more descriptive numbers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So descriptive numbers would describe how certain things are around you. Right. What's your weight? Mm-hmm. What's your blood pressure? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the, what's your sugar level? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your credit score? Uh, you know, that's a descriptive number. It is. And it's another of those descriptive numbers mm-hmm. that from time to time, people are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, I go back to the doctor and he looks at my blood pressure five years from now and he says, ooh, this number is inched up. Mm -hmm. We may do something with your lifestyle or we may need to do something with your diet or exercise or whatever. But this credit score number, some people are watching and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if you are rich. Let's talk about who may be watching. Well, so let's talk about the number first before mm-hmm. we talk about who's watching. Yeah, the the range of them. The range of it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I know that the max end is eight hundred and fifty. Yep. And I think the low end is is it four fifty or five hundred? Yeah, around four hundred. So four four fifty right, somewhere right, in that right, range. Right. You're under five hundred, it ain't good. It's not good. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and I I would say that if it's under six hundred, it's probably not great. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. But you you start we need looking you in the seven to eight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you're in the seven hundred category and above, I, mm-hmm. I feel like you've got a decent credit. Mm-hmm. credit score right mm-hmm. if you're the 800s and above you've got a great credit score excellent you know right um so what does what does that mean mm-hmm. to to somebody that has mm-hmm. a credit score of of 800 mm-hmm. of 700 mm-hmm. so if you're younger or if you're not rich mm-hmm. it means that when you walk in to get a mortgage they're probably going to give you the best rate mm-hmm. going yeah okay let's just say that you have a twin brother and he has a 650 number and you have an 850. Mm-hmm. And both of you have the same job. You're twins. You went through the same college. You got the same degrees. You're, 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 you've been blood brother and, mm-hmm. and t- together like a mirror image. So you get ready to get that mortgage. And you get it for 5 or 6%. And he has to pay 7 Right. Now you think, that's not that significant. Mm-hmm. One or two percentage points. Yeah. But on a two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars mortgage, you're looking at an extra two thousand dollars a year that you're paying in interest. Almost two hundred dollars a month, right? Over the next twenty, thirty years, mm-hmm. that can add up. It can. That could be a hundred grand mm-hmm. that the brother with the six fifty right. is paying over what the brother with the mm-hmm. eight fifty. So it is very important to try to have a good number. Here and it makes real dollars and cents difference, right? 
So we got those numbers, and we're running from here to there, and and we're hope we're moving up the the, the scale. My my oldest daughter a couple years ago, when she hit about twenty twenty one years old, said, "Dad, you know, I think I need to." have a, a credit score. You've been talking about this all my life. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. So uh, we got her a little credit card. And at first we co-signed with her and got her a $500 limit yep. and said, the only thing that goes on here is your gasoline. Mm-hmm. Every month, we're going to pay it off at the end of every mm-hmm. month. Well, we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and talk about what happened through that conversation and subsequently to her credit score and what is your credit score, and is it important from the Advisors Roundtable? Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about these credit scores, and I was reiterating and uh, explaining to people what happened to my oldest daughter. So she decides she needs a credit score, and she's right, and she's going to get out on her own after college and all that sort of stuff. So we start with a little uh, credit card and a small little uh, credit limit there. She put gas on it. The very first, we got it from a credit card company that throws in a couple of benefits. They mm-hmm. throw in some points and they have cash back. And another thing is a free credit score yeah. from one of the, the uh, credit reporting agencies. And we're going to get back to that in a second. But um, the very first time she gets a bill in, it said that last month you put $92. On this credit card, and you paid ninety two dollars because we've got. This it must set have been up. a while back if that's all you spent on gas in a month. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, two or three years ago. Okay, so she um, and she had it set up. We set up from the very beginning so that when the de- a due date comes, she didn't even have to worry about going online. She doesn't have to worry about writing a check. We got it set up, come straight out of and debit out of her checking account. Mm-hmm. So it's a no brainer right. kind of thing, right? She just needs to make sure that she's got $92 in uh-huh. the checking account, right? And so it, it, that happened, and the first payment came in. And so I look at her, her statement. She's showing it to me, and I'm helping her read it, and we're, we're looking at it. And 92 and 92 paid off. And down here at the bottom, it says your free credit score is 715. Mm-hmm. This is the first credit the girl's ever had in her yeah. whole life. So I called. I was just interested. So I called, it was Experian, mm-hmm. one of the credit reporting agencies, and I said, hey, this is my daughter, I'm the co-signer on this thing, I've just got a question. Why'd you start her off at 715? She's never borrowed money mm-hmm. before. They said, oh, because of the indication of responsibility it is mm-hmm. for somebody who's under 21 right. to have applied for one, and to have somebody who is a co-signer yeah. on here that has an 800 plus, mm-hmm. we just start them off like that. Yeah. I'm like, girl. I looked at my daughter. I said, that's about three years worth of my life that you're not going to have to work for. That's right. Because in the beginning of my life, they started me out in the five or Mm six hundreds and had to prove myself. Sure. But now, the way that the techno age works, they automatically had some info. Uh, Oh, also, when I got my first credit card, my daddy didn't sign it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say the same thing. And I didn't even, uh, you know, when I got my first credit card, I didn't even think to look at my credit score. No. And they may not have even offered that. You know, what did I care? and I, I think it was a Discover card, and I think I had a $250 limit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, Those were the days, but, right? But, you know, it, it did what I needed it to. Now, one of the things yeah. I pointed out in that story about Hannah was that a credit reporting agency, mm-hmm. and one of them was Experian, the one I called. Right. There are three of them, aren't there? There are. Yeah. So Experian's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Equifax is another one. Mm-hmm. And TransUnion okay. is another one. 
and various creditors, whether mm -hmm. it's credit cards or car companies or mortgage companies mm -hmm. or banks, institutions, use um, various of these to report to. Correct. So when you're checking your credit score, which we're going to get mm -hmm. to later in the, in the show, uh, you probably need to have a source that will, uh, I mm -hmm. tell people, at least uh, source two of them. Mm -hmm. If you can, preferably all three right. to see what people are saying about you. Because if you just concentrate on one, that creditor that you got the loan from or that you're paying your student loan back to or you're paying your car or credit or card uh, car payment to, they may be reporting to another and you don't see what those people are saying sure. about you over there. Right. Right? And it's important to know what they're saying. They are. Yeah. So of my credit score, and let's say that to make the math easy, it's uh, 800. Okay. You know what the lion's share of my numbers made up of? I, so I don't, but I'm going to assume that it's uh, paying your bill on time. Absolutely, thirty-five percent of my number. So of eight hundred, mm -hmm. if you if you multiply eight hundred times thirty-five percent, you're talking two hundred and fifty yeah. or so of my number. It's just made up of paying your bill on time. Isn't that like ninety percent of the world's battles? You know, are won mm -hmm. by just showing up on time, mm -hmm. whether it be going to work or mm -hmm. or paying your bills. Did you know that if you have under a 600 score and you miss one payment, have one single late payment, it can further knock down your score by 25 points. Ooh, okay. Just one. Yeah. However, for the people with the high scores, a late payment uh, could have a huger impact. Mm -hmm. As much as 80 points okay. can come off of an 800 credit score right. if you have one late mm -hmm. payment pay your bills right. on time what's the uh most uh, prevalent excuse or reason that people give you when you are helping them with budgeting and they say oh i'm, I'm late on that payment mm -hmm. or i was late on that what, what excuses do they give you for having late payments i i forgot Mm. Um, I was out of town. Mm. I think I, those are probably the, the most prevalent excuses. Yeah. Um, it was never, I spent too much money and didn't <laughs> have enough to pay it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I was just hoping mm. they would skip me this month. Mm -hmm. They're yep. not. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do that. They're running a business too. You you signed something or made some sort of an agreement to pay. Some, so do it on time, which means that. Do I have to anticipate these credit or, or these bills coming in the future? Yeah. All right. So let's say that it's, so it's like your car insurance bill mm -hmm. or your car payment bill, right? Mm -hmm. Those things don't just come up out of the blue. Right. You signed a contract. You know when the, the, the bill is due. And the you Farm know, Bureau guy yeah. is going to send you that thing every you know August right. or whatever. Right. Whenever you sign. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's coming every year. Mm-hmm. They've got to run a business. So, number one, uh, make your payments on time if you want to improve your credit score. Number two, watch your credit utilization. Now, what does that mean? It refers to the amount of credit that uh, you're using compared to your total credit limit. Right. All right, so let's talk. We, we used a couple of um, um, definitions there when yeah. you talk about it. Uh, credit limits and credit utilization. Yep. All right. So credit limit. Let's say that you have three accounts and each one of them has a five thousand dollar limit. 
All right, so your so credit. total, I've got $15,000 worth of uh, accessible consumer credit available to me. Called your credit yeah. limit, right? My credit limit. All right. Yeah. So let's say that you have 2000 of it used. And I would, I would call that unsecured Most, credit. Oh, yeah, especially if it's yeah. credit card. Yeah. It's one of the reasons mm-hmm. they're allowed by law to charge such a high interest rate. Right. Because mm-hmm. they don't have a whole lot of uh, collateral they can come sure. back on. Right. Right. And so they're making a judgment call mm-hmm. on you like they did with my daughter yeah. in the very beginning to allow you to have the card in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they say, okay, this one has given, Visa has given you a $5,000 limit. MasterCard has given you a $5,000 limit. American Express has given you a 5000 mm-hmm. You have a credit limit total of $15,000. let us say you've used a couple thousand of it. All right. And uh, that means that your utilization score would be 2,000 over 15,000. That's right. Right. And that would calculate your utilization Mm -hmm. number. Well, banks and credit card companies and other creditors want to see your rate under 30%. Right. So in my example, 2,000 over 15,000. Well, Mm 15,000. Times ten percent is fifteen hundred. Right. Times twenty percent is three thousand. Yeah. So you're well under twenty percent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're good. Just make sure you try to keep it under thirty. Right. If you keep it under thirty percent utilization, then you're going to get a better score. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's over thirty percent, let's say that you know your your um, your credit limit is fifteen thousand, and you go on and you've a, got fourteen thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You've used 95% of it. Right. You're not only going to get not get points mm-hmm. on your score there, you're going to get some taken away. Right. 30% mm-hmm. credit uh, utilization of your credit limit. Try to keep it there. Here's another thing. Check your reports regularly. Mm-hmm. I say at least once a year. Yeah. Is it hard to do something once a year? Must be for me. I was supposed to go to the doctor once a year. Yeah. <laughs> Only <laughs> once a six year. But, uh... well, you know, and, and we've talked about the amount of time that individuals spend planning their vacations mm-hmm. and that how, how vastly that outweighs the amount of time that they spend looking at their finances on an annual basis. Yep. You know, why yep. not every year when you look at your vacation plans, look at your credit score as well? It's a good time to think yeah. about it because that's probably when a lot of than, expenses are added, right? Yeah, it's it's probably other than the holiday season mm-hmm. when you add most of your credit card expenses, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be utilizing part of your credit limit and using all these terms now, mm-hmm. get comfortable with them, then you know, uh, let's check. So how do you check? Uh, there's a couple of ways that you can check. Uh, so there are some paid ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and these uh, credit reporting agencies have figured out that um, these monitoring types of, of uh, services. services that they offer, they can make a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anywhere from 15 to $25 to $30 a month mm-hmm. as a subscription. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is they'll email you anytime new credit is applied for, Uh, They'll email you uh, when you have a change in your credit score, up Mm -hmm. or down, Mm -hmm. uh, when credit balances increase or decrease. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those services are free. Mm -hmm. Some of them are are paid for, right? That's right. Um, 
but that you know it's a way that these credit reporting agencies can earn a little bit more money yeah because they don't do it for free no that's right and there are various um, websites out there mm-hmm. mycreditreport.com yeah. and freecreditreport.com free yeah. and all those kinds of things you need to be aware of which one mm-hmm. of them charges you and which yeah. doesn't all yeah. right the other way to do it and kind of get around it mm-hmm. is that let's say that you, you remember that Bubba said there was this transunion thing mm-hmm. And this Equifax thing and this experience. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. When you apply for credit cards, find one that uses TransUnion, yeah. one that uses Equifax, and one that uses Experian, mm-hmm. and make sure that that credit card gives you a free report every month sure. of that agency, yeah. what that agency is saying about you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way to get in the back door and get those, right. um, those reports. A uh, couple things here to note. When you do check your credit report, um, Let's make sure that um, you know you understand what you're looking at, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that here on the Advisors Roundtable after this break. Thank you for hanging in there with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Lavis and yours truly, Greg Cooley. We're talking about credit reports and credit numbers and credit scores, and do you need one? And when you do check your credit report regularly, at least once a year, there are a couple things we're looking for here. Uh, not only are we looking for our grand number and what each one of these reporting agencies is saying mm-hmm. as, about us and the creditors that utilize their service are saying about us, but we're looking for errors and any indications of identity theft. Yep. All right. You ever had an error that you knew of on your credit report? Um, I don't think that I've had an error. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could have and may have just you know missed it or not picked it up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been a, a victim of identity theft. Okay. How did that work? Um, I think that it all occurred a, a number of years when there was a big uh, data breach that happened with Experian. Mm. That was one of the reporting agencies. That was one of the reporting agencies, and all they right. had a data breach uh, where there were, uh, what was it, 160 million mm-hmm. individuals were compromised. Ooh, yeah. um, and, and if you think about it, that's almost the entire population of the United States mm-hmm. that would, would be eligible for credit cards. I mean, it's the vast majority of them, right? So in this breach, what what did somebody see? Probably your social security number? Uh, name, uh, social security number, address, and probably date of birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. which are many of the things that you would need to open a, uh, a credit card account. Right. Right. So the first thing is, if you have identity theft, um, you can report it. There's actually an FTC mm-hmm. number that you can report it out there, 877-438-4338, um, and report it. You can also do it online at identitytheft.gov. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, somebody's gotten in here and they've tried to set up some credit card yeah. accounts or so a lot of times they try to uh, set up like um, you know store accounts yep mm-hmm. they, they, and that's and that's how I was notified or, or made uh, made aware that I, I had an issue going like on, a retailer right? or a Coles or a, somebody and like I, that yeah I, I can't remember but it, it was a store that we don't even have locally mm. number one mm-hmm. and number two, you know, I'm not getting a store credit card. Yeah. So, you know, you see something like that immediately, your ears perk up and you're like, what in the world's going on here? Right. Why was I declined for this card? And 
I don't even remember applying for this card. Now, are you against store credit cards, Bubba? You said, I'm not going to get a store credit card. What are you talking about there? What should people read into that? So I think generally that the, the store credit cards uh, have a higher interest rate. Mm-hmm. They may give you some, you know, $10 off your first purchase mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, but generally they're just not, not a good deal. Yeah, and basically what you become... Mm-hmm is a confirmed uh, right. a depot mm-hmm. and a, a confirmed source of revenue yeah. to them That's right. and also place that they can market. Sure. Uh, and so if you want people, you know, mm-hmm. you want less stuff in your post office box, right. that's another reason not mm-hmm. to get those things. Uh, now, if you work for you know a major retailer and you're hearing Cooley and Labus talk mm-hmm. about this, we're not saying that you guys should not have a credit card. Right. That you know, Belk shouldn't have a credit card, mm-hmm. or Walmart shouldn't have a credit card. I'm just saying that people who are concerned about their credit mm-hmm. utilization and also about their budgeting need to not have one right. to every retailer that yeah. offers them mm-hmm. to. Uh, it's also um, hard to keep up with all of them. It is, yeah. Did you watch Friends? You know the the, the television yeah. show, uh-huh. uh, you know Seinfeld right. and Friends yeah. and all that sort of stuff. You know, on both of them, Seinfeld had one guy guy named George Costanza mm-hmm. and Friends, one of the characters, and they were always complaining about how thick their wallet was. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons is because they had this kind of an account and this right. kind of account. Yeah. They're trying to carry them all with them at one time now one of the things we have told people from time to time if you feel like that you need to have one of those accounts because mm-hmm. you know once you're when you go on vacation you got to have a new bathing suit right. and you want to you know use that particular card or whatever mm-hmm. uh don't carry them with you all the time yeah leave it at home yeah put it in a lockbox. yeah yeah mm-hmm. we have a couple people that it's really hard for them to budget and say no to themselves mm-hmm. so we have them uh put it in a cup and fill it with water and stick it in the freezer right <laughs> So at Which least gives, gives a different uh, term to the uh, the you know term uh, credit credit thaw credit. yeah <laughs> freezing your credit yeah. yeah 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 all right so so far in order to uh, improve your credit mm-hmm. score we talked about making your payments on time we talked about credit utilization we talked about checking your uh, credit um, let limits. me let me run down a rabbit hole real quick mm-hmm. um, so I was a victim of identity fraud and had uh, some individual I don't know who it was you know try to open up these credit card accounts. Accounts. Mm. They were declined, and the reason they were declined is because I had an account set up at each one of the credit reporting agencies, mm-hmm. TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, mm-hmm. and I had a credit freeze on all of those accounts. Oh, so, so work me through what yeah. that looks like for Bubba So, so I, I think this is important for a lot of individuals to know, especially if you don't utilize credit or you already have the credit cards that you need mm-hmm. and are using and you don't anticipate buying a new car, buying a new house or anything in, all in right, the near so future. All right, so let's say that you had a belt card. Mm-hmm. I'm picking on them, but it's top of my yep. mind. And let's say you had one. If you do a credit freeze, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't use your belt card. That, that's right. It means that uh, there is an alert placed on your credit file mm-hmm. that says to any retailer or anybody issuing these credit cards not to issue any more credit. Any new ones. Any new ones. All right. But the right? ones that are out there, your mortgage, still your active. car payment, yeah. your mm-hmm. belt card, you can still use those. That's right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So, so I had a credit freeze, and uh, due to that credit freeze, I got notification from these uh, various stores mm-hmm. uh, saying, hey, you know, you've, you've been declined because there's, and I don't know if it said that there was a credit freeze. I think it just said that you were declined. Mm. Uh, but still that I got the letter kind of notified me, well, somebody's trying something mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I was glad that I did have the credit freeze yep. because uh, it's possible or potential that their their fraud de- detection mm-hmm. might not have picked up and they could have issued those cards uh, to yeah. somebody. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so it was very convenient for you and probably saved you a lot of time and headache. Right. But now you had to put in some time to do the freeze thing. That's right. Right. Now, and, and I'll say with each one of those reporting agencies, all three of them, as you create the username, uh, password, and the profile questions, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. those are things that you want to tattoo the back to the back side of your eyelid, <laughs> right? Because if you ever do need credit in the future, oh, and you want to unfreeze, and you want to unfreeze it, I mean, it's almost like an act of Congress. I think if mm-hmm. if you don't have those passwords, oh yeah, so, so it's very very important to keep track of those and, and know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, right, mm-hmm. so uh, within the last couple of years, we had to purchase a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. And we financed about $30,000 on that vehicle mm-hmm. over a period of two or three years. I can't remember what the terms were. Mm-hmm. It's paid off since then. But um, with that, I had to go in and I had to unfreeze my credit mm-hmm. so that whoever was extending credit to us, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. could look at my credit score, issue the credit to me, and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I went in and I unfroze it, okay. right, for a period of a couple of days. Right. And then I went back in and I refroze it. Absolutely. Now, in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you were talking about this credit breach where yep. there were how many million people I, exposed? I, th- I vaguely recall 160 million individuals were were uh, attached in that. All right. So let's just make the math easy for the people mm-hmm. who are, are listening to us. Let's say it's 100 million Yeah files or, or pieces right. of data mm-hmm. that are out there that somebody has committed fraud mm-hmm. or, or breached and got this information. Statistics show they only try to hit about 30% of them mm-hmm. in the first year. Yeah. Okay. So naturally what you would think is, okay, I got this letter mm-hmm. in from Experian or from whatever card company yeah. or from my old brokerage firm. Mm-hmm. And they said they had a credit breach and nothing's happened to me. This right. was six or eight months ago. I'll continue to kind of watch mm-hmm. it. But at the end of five or six months, you forget about it. Yep. All right. Well, what I'm telling you is only about 30% of that hundred million in our mm-hmm. example really had anything happen to them within the first year. Right. What's happening to that other 60 to 70% of the information? Well, yeah, it takes a while to get through that much information and that many credit applications. Absolutely. Without throwing red flags, right? Yeah. So if if, uh, Daddy Warbucks Phil over here was one of these nefarious guys that came in and said, Mm -hmm. hey, you know what? I want to buy this list or this file Mm -hmm. of 20,000 people that that Mm -hmm. I've got their information so that I can do fraudulent credit on. Yep. And he goes out and puts in five thousand in one day. Mm-mm. Well, they're going to know immediately. Well, all those are fake, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But if he goes in and puts in twenty or thirty in one day, mm-hmm. right? It takes a long time to work through a hundred million. It does. Yeah. And so my point is that if you've gotten notification that there was a possibility mm-hmm. something happened to you this year, last yeah. year, two years mm-hmm. ago, don't necessarily think that you're out of the woods, right? 
Because it takes a while for them to work through this. And it could come back and haunt you. And as I recall, I think it was about a year and a half before they got around to trying my numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is a big business for some people. Mm-hmm. For some entities, for these nefarious people you have talked about here that Phil hangs around with, they they got people in, in basements somewhere working computers. Yep. And each one of them have said, okay, we're going to dump you a thousand mm. credit files here. But you work through them 20 per day. Yep. Couple per hour. Mm-hmm. You know how much work that is on one person? Yeah. If you take a thousand mm-hmm. and do a couple of day, you know, or 20 right. per day, you know, it's going to take 10, 15, 20 weeks sure. just for that one employee to work through all those trying yeah. to mm-hmm. do stuff. But they're trying to do it under the radar. That's right. Right. We're going to continue this discussion from the Advisors Roundtable and talk about your credit mix next, right here on Supertalk. Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Supertalk Radio. That's where you are. I want to make sure that uh, we say thank you to all of our sponsors from time to time because they're the reason that uh, we have the capability of being uh, being here and have the resources mm-hmm. to be able to handle this show. Today we're talking about your credit score. We've gotten down through um, you know, making sure that you check your credit r- report and gotten deep into the rabbit hole about how the things get r- reported and freezing your credit and those sorts of things. Here's one that many people don't think about, and that is adjust your credit mix. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have as much of an impact on your score as the payment history, you know, which was right. the first one that I told you is over 30% of what your score is, or your credit utilization ratio. But your mix, if all you have is credit cards, right? and previously you said those are unsecured debt. That's correct. Let's just spend a couple minutes talking about what is secured and what is unsecured mm-hmm. debt. So secured debt would be something that would uh, that you could uh, attach in a claim if you didn't pay your bill. Okay. A house, for instance, and a mortgage is a secured debt. What secures that debt? The house does, right? All right. So if you've got a, a $200,000 house and you've got a $100,000 mortgage on that house mm-hmm. and you don't pay that, well, mm-hmm. the bank can come get that house from you and sell it for whatever they can sell it for to satisfy their mortgage debt. Called a repossession. Repossession, right? Okay, they can do the same thing with your car. Same thing with a car. Okay. All right. And they have legal right to mm-hmm. it. They didn't steal it. Right. <laughs> you know, there was a contract yeah. that said that was the security mm-hmm. for this issuance of credit to sure. you. Right. But there are some examples of debt out there that are not secured. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything to come back on. That's right. So why in the world would somebody want to give Greg Cooley a $1,000 credit limit on a credit card if they've got nothing to come back on? Because they know that you'll pay it uh, based on your credit score. Mm-hmm. Or generally based on mm-hmm. your credit score. And if you something know. happens to me in my job and I mm-hmm. don't pay the thing, yeah. they do have some claim against me and they could go to small right. claims court and do all mm-hmm. that kinds of stuff. But in the meantime, what they really do to make up for that is when I am making some mm-hmm. payments, they're probably hitting me with higher interest. That's right. That they're putting over mm-hmm. there into a separate account to cover them when they have to mm-hmm. chase me down and take me to court, right? Correct. All right, so... Adjusting that credit mix will say, hey, I'm not just about credit cards. Mm -hmm. I do have some secured credit in my life. And it just shows that you're responsible in dealing with different kinds of debt. Because some Mm -hmm. debt is every month. Right. 
Some debt is only occasional, mm-hmm. sporadic. An example of an every month debt is your mortgage, uh, your rent, your your uh, car payment, car payment yep. those sorts of things. But a credit card, you may only use that mm-hmm. a couple times a year. Yeah. And so it just shows that you're responsible in, in taking care of those different types of, of debt. Uh, number five, uh, don't apply for too many accounts or too many uh, have too many applications for credit at one time. Mm-hmm. It shows that, you know, here you are, Bubba. You got this 800 score and everything was really good and we could kind of count on Mm -hmm. you and and you were a really good bet for us. And then all of a sudden, you apply for about six credit cards Mm -hmm. at one time. You trying to leave your job? Well, the credit card companies begin to wonder, what's Uh going on here that they would need that much credit or those many credit cards all at once? Uh And they could also go out if they were, uh, you know, accepted, right, on those cards and run them up to the limit. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe take off to Costa Rica. Yep. Or maybe this is not Bubba applying for Mm -hmm. this. Maybe it's somebody else. You know, Maybe his wife getting ready to leave him. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of his kids has gone crazy and putting right. stuff up their nose. Right. You know, you never mm-hmm. know. And so they just do yeah. not want to see too many applications mm-hmm. on any one uh, Social Security no- yeah. number at, at, or any one credit report. At any I'm going to give a cheap plug here for anybody that uh, is currently working as a mortgage broker or sells mortgages to individuals. Okay. Too. All right. If you've been approved for a mortgage... Uh, don't go open any more credit until you close on your house. Mm. Mm. And so a lot of times people think, well, you know, uh, I've got this mortgage thing handled. I think I'll go out and I'll buy a new car too. Mm-hmm. And that throws off all the, the numbers and everything else and uh, could delay you getting the house. So in the meantime of doing mm-hmm. one major thing, it goes right. back to this principle of not applying for too many things at yep. one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mess up probably even your uh, number one getting right. the mortgage. Yeah. And then secondly, probably the interest rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Correct. Very good advice. Here's another one. I've paid off that credit card, Bubba. I'm having that cut up the credit card mm-hmm. party thing that I hear about on other radio shows. Yeah. And I'm going to close that old account. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a good idea. Really? And the reason for that is because you've had this credit card for a number of years. Mm. Uh, hopefully, you've got a good history of paying this bill mm-hmm. on, on a regular basis on time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you close that card, do they quit reporting that information? Why, heck yeah. Yeah, they do. If you officially yeah. call, uh-huh. call them and say, hey, Mr. Visa, yeah. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Well, then Mr. Visa probably doesn't like you much either right. anymore. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. not going to go over and above for you and continue to report that, you know, when you were a customer of mine, you paid on time, right. Bubba. Right? Yep. And so we sh- we shouldn't do that. Not so, only that, if you had a $5,000 limit on that card, right? Mm-hmm. And another card with a $5,000 limit mm-hmm. and maybe a... Uh, a, a $3,000 balance on one card, right? Mm-hmm. So you're at that 30%, mm-hmm. and then you close yep. that card. Well, now you're at 60% of your available credit. That's exactly right. And your utilization's mm-hmm. gone up, and we talked about that. It's one of the major calculations mm-hmm. in your score. Right. And related to these old accounts, another uh, factor in your score is your average age of accounts. Mm-hmm. All right? So if they look at six or seven accounts, you got a mortgage over here where you've had that for 10 years. you got a car payment, you've had that for two or three years. you got this Visa card, ooh, you've had that since college. So that's right. a 20-year-old mm-hmm. account. And you had this other. If you run out and 
close that visa, that brings down your average age of accounts, and that doesn't yep. look good. That's right. You need to have the average age of accounts that are reported for you being long. Uh, here, a, a lot of people don't know that this could go into their credit report, and that is find out when you apply for rent if they will report your rent payments. Yeah, that, that you brought that up a minute ago or said rent on mm-hmm. there, and, and mm-hmm. that, that's another good one. Yep. Uh, many uh, landowners and landlords don't report that. Yep. yep. But if they do report it, then that actually works to your advantage. Yes, and you want to ask that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're moving to a new town because you got a new job and you're going to yep. have to rent for a mm-hmm. while. Um, you know, you go to this apartment complex. One of the questions you need to ask is, will you report my payments to a credit agent? Sure. Uh, that can really help. Um, and consolidation. It's one of the last points we want to make. Let's say you've got those two or three credit mm-hmm. cards out there and you're using this high utilization yeah. number. And out of $15,000, you've used 12000 of mm-hmm. it. And it's just hard for you to keep up right. with three different payments. Consolidating can actually help. Mm-hmm. It can actually increase your credit score. Uh, and what it'll do sometimes is lower. You can take one of those mm-hmm. credit cards that has a higher interest rate yep. and move it into another. Right. Save you money every month. It could. Because you're not paying as much uh, uh, interest. Right. Very last one, and that is a request a higher credit limit from time to time. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're talking about this utilization rate. In our example, you had a $5,000 limit, and, you know, it's your 25th anniversary. Right. You're going to take her on the uh, Caribbean mm-hmm. cruise, and that's going to be twelve grand. Yeah. Instead of just trying to use three different mm-hmm. cards here yeah. and make it a bookkeeping nightmare... Call one of them up and say, hey, just for a period of time, man. Yeah. I've been really good. I got mm-hmm. a cr- great history. I got a great uh, history of payments. I got a great job. I, I, you've been reporting good things. I'm over 750 Just here, one time, increase this 5 to 12 mm-hmm. Watch me. I'll get it down, but I just need it temporarily to be able to get these reservations. Right. A lot of information there Mm -hmm. about how to improve your credit score. I want to get back to the very first point we made in today's show. Even rich people need to worry about this because one of the things that your credit score is used for is your homeowner's insurance. Yeah, and to determine how much you pay for for homeowners. And car insurance. And whether you're rich or not, Mm -hmm. I bet you keep those two things up and going and you want to pay as little as you have Mm -hmm. to. So they use that your credit score as something to determine what they're going to charge you or even if they're going to keep you um, as a customer. Hope this discussion about your credit score and how to improve it has helped you on Super Talk Radio from the Advisors Roundtable.
The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.